You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live Portraits, featuring intimate, in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live Portraits, Dario Kristen. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching Black Hollywood Live Portraits. I'm your host, Dario Kristen, and here joining me in the studio today is the birthday girl, Courtney Stewart. <laughs> Hello. And DJ Jesse J. What up? And we have a very special guest with us today that we're very excited about. You know her on Let's Stay Together on BET. Mm-hmm. Nadine Ellis is with us today. Hey, y'all. Hey. Happy birthday, girl. Thank you very much. I realized it was your birthday. Happy, happy. Thank you, thank you. She's trying to keep it a secret, I think. Oh, I mean, I'm just not an advertiser. Okay, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, Nadine, thank you for joining us in the crazy L.A. traffic. Well, thank you for having me. Congratulations on the third season of Let's Stay Together. Yes. Yes. So, so excited about the show. So glad that um, that the reception has been as amazing as it has been. I mean, the feedback we keep getting, you know, it's just that the show keeps growing and better and better. And people are just excited to tune in each week. Mm-hmm. So it just warms our hearts, of course. Yeah. When we were at the BT Upfronts, I mean, you guys, they were just praising your, your, mm-hmm. your show. We so. didn't pay them. We did not pay them. <laughs> yeah, you just something the 20, you know. In- um, <laughs> well, now, we know you're a double threat. You are an actress. You're a talented dancer. I am. But for the fans who don't know, let's go back to the very beginning of young Nadine Ellis. When I was three when years old. When you were a young thespian. No, in what, Queens, uh, New York. Exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah. what, what, what age did you know you wanted to be an entertainer? I, you know, I started pretty late. I, um, I think, like, for a lot of children, I kind of was an okay student. I was kind of like a B plus kind of student. Um, I was okay in sports. There was nothing that ever really that I was great at. And um, and I thought, I just kind of thought like, oh, okay. And then I hit 13 and I saw fame. Oh, oh. Okay. You know what's so funny? No, I really was just thinking you picked Janet Jackson fame or with, cause no, it, Debbie. Debbie, oh, Debbie Allen, honey. Wow, okay. Yes. Okay. Leroy, honey. Okay. Back in the day. <laughs> All right. Bringing it back. <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know? uh, I feel you. And um and I and that was it. I was I mean like and the show had been I'd seen the show before. I it was just this one day I just Debbie Allen was dancing and I just went I want to do that. And when I was about five, my parents put me into dance class like you know everybody else. And I, I remember my mother saying like I was like I had a great performance and everyone was like she's the star. And I was like ah. My mother's like do you want to go back? I was like no I'm done with that. And it was just like I was done with it. And she was like oh okay. Thirteen I was like I need to get back into it. And she said okay. A week later oh, wow. I was back in dance class. That's because she was supportive. She was yes. very, very. I've got great, great parents, and I was potaboring myself into my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. so. and I also saw that outside of Debbie Allen, you really loved Diana Ross and you loved yes. Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. What was it about their performances that you saw that you just were like, I gotta. That that's who's it. Yeah, I mean, Lady Sings the Blues. When you just mm-hmm. you're just literally transported into that bathroom with her. Yeah. Oh my God. Like she just it 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 just. I have that same reaction every time I see that film. Mm. And I think to to keep that energy and that uh, that kind of performance alive and completely believe that this is this woman. And yeah. realizing, like, you know, especially for, I'm sure, for our generation, 
I believe that that is who Billie Holiday is. You know, I know yeah, it's sure. not, yeah. but I believed her. And, and to be able to bring something like that to life was always really incredible to me. And I thought, wow, yeah, I want to do that. Wow. Yeah, I mean, those are two great examples of what yeah. you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, you grew up in New York. I did. Your family's from Jamaica. They moved to New York. That's right. And you went to LaGuardia School of Performing Arts? That's right. Fame, the Fame School. The Fame, fame School. The Fame School, school. yes. And what was your, like, fond memories of, of growing up in New York? Um, well, you know, I it's, it's kind of sad now, I think, because I remember being that kid that, you know, during the summer, I was out. You know, I was out of the house probably about 9.30, 10 o'clock. And you didn't see your parents again until, you know, the streetlights came on. Right. You knew yeah. the streetlights came on. You better, you, you better go home better or the belt's coming come out. Come on out. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember those summers just with family. And we grew up in a very eclectic neighborhood. It was like the island neighborhood. So, like, I had a Puerto Rican friend across the street, Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. I mean, like, Haitian, like, everyone, like, all on my block. So just kind of taking in uh, the different cultures and just that life that where, you know, somebody else his mother would hit you, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and it's, it's, it's sad to say that that is a fond memory, but when you see <laughs> the dynamics of people now, you know, you're kind of like, huh, what, oh, are you not going, can you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's really kind of sad. So I will always cherish those, those kinds of memories with family and friends. Well, uh, so your parents were kind of strict then a little bit. They were, yeah. Okay. They were definitely, they were not pushovers, we'll say. That's what we'll say about them. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I know your parents came from uh, Jamaica and moved here. Did they, did you, I mean, growing up with your friends, did you ever see any different type of uh, the way they raised you differently? Or Not were really. Were cautious about certain things in being in New York, you know? I can't say that that was the case because we were surrounded by island folk. And everyone yeah. had kind of that same energy and especially when you have parents that are raised in a third world country right. mm -hmm. there is an energy that's um that you see them living through which is you have to fight for what it is you want mm -hmm. you know because nothing is given to them like in Jamaica if you don't have a job there is no there's no uh, government assistance nobody comes in and gives you something like it's your friends or it's you you yeah. know what I mean to your friends family or you and so my parents were always uh, very driven and and definitely passed that on to me were you like are you a little bit of both of your parents or do you see more of yourself yeah I think I'm a little mother? I'm a little bit of both I mean I kind of um I guess if, if I had to lean towards any, it's my father, because my father's kind of quiet, very um, practical, and I can be very practical. But mm -hmm. my mother, like, the, the, uh, the side of me, the performance side of me is my mother, for sure. Your she dad is, gives more, like, advice. Uh, he is that, he's the man that said to me, uh, my sister, thank God I'm older, my sister <laughs> is a, is the, was like a smarty pants, valedictorian, graduated with honors, went to Dartmouth, crazy. And uh, in high school, she would always get accepted into these, coll these collegiate programs. And so we were driving her to Yale one summer, and I remember wow. my father was saying to me, uh, you know, she was asleep in the back. And my father said, well, you know, you can't dance forever. And I was like, yeah, I knew. I knew I can't dance forever. And he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I had taken some acting classes at that point in college and got some pretty good feedback. And so I said, I think I, think I want to act. I think I'm good at it. And he said, okay, well, what do you have to do to make that happen? And I said, I think I have to move to L.A. And my very... And you were how old when that? Uh, probably 22. Oh. And I said, uh, and he was just like, yeah. He, he said, oh, okay. And my very, like, strict, very kind of conventional father turned to me and said, so when are you leaving? That's amazing. Wow. wow. 
I was like, what? Who is this? <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> what did you do to my father? You know That's what I mean? Support. That was, I mean, like, not support. That That's, was like, poof. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. like yeah. get no up and go. Get up yeah. and go. And right. sure enough, I called a, uh, a choreographer friend of mine, uh, Jamie King, who hired me mm -hmm. for a Michael Jackson yeah. job here in New York. And, uh, well, they're in New York. And I uh, said, listen, I'm thinking about moving out to L.A. I hear that you're working on a show out there and you need some more dancers. He said, send me your reel. And a month later, I was in L.A. working. And, and what was the Michael Jackson project? It was a, an HBO special. I don't know if this was years ago. It was the Michael Jackson HBO special where he then he got sick and okay. he had to back out of the performance. I don't know if mm -hmm. you guys remember yep. that. Yeah. And he was in the hospital. and So it never happened. But I got my dream. Like, you guys don't even understand. Like, as a child... My room, you could not see not one stitch of my wall because it was Michael Jackson everywhere <laughs> to the point that I started going up onto the ceiling. Yeah. That's when my father said, no. Okay. Now, did, you yeah. Dance yeah. To the, did you dance to the Thriller video? Did you know all the steps? I, I, did. I, I knew all the Thriller steps. I did. Steps yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. We'll have to have a dance off. We might have a battle off a little bit later. Don't even do it. Don't let me do it. Don't let me do it. Don't let me do it. So, like, then to have been that kid, to to grow up and, and uh, be on stage with Michael was amazing. And I got to, I, I, there was a, we were doing The Way You Make Me Feel. It was like a reimagining of all, all of his songs. And he was on a bench with a street light. And it was like this yeah. really sexy, like kind of Maxwell version of the yeah. song. And, and we were playing Cats. There were four girls. And I had to come through his legs. And I was like touching his ankles. Oh, my God. <laughs> like it was unbelievable. And well, Michael's been obviously in the news a lot lately. Yeah. What's your, do you have any feelings about what's going on right now with Wade Robinson and you the story? Know, with the I, I've worked with State. Wade, yeah, Wade, uh, Wade actually uh, hired me for uh, some of the Britney Pepsi ads. Okay. Uh, for those know. who think young, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I, I, it's hard to think of someone like Michael Jackson potentially doing the things that he's being accused of. Yeah. But in knowing Wade, I, he's wildly successful. Yeah. It's, you know, and everyone's like, it's money, oh, it's yeah. money, and I'm like, he's okay, he's okay, he's right. doing all right, he's made his money, and. Uh, I just don't see someone coming forth and saying things like that when there when there's no basis to it. Like right, I, yeah. I, he just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. So I, I hope, I hope for both parties that it's just it's not true. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's a tough one. It's a really really tough one. And you did the uh, that project, and I mean obviously you were older when you moved to L.A. Mm -hmm. What's dance like? Because I, I know uh, a lot of my friends from back in New York. You know the uh, What's the big dance school up there? Uh, Juilliard? Broadway, Broadway, or, no, Broadway or, or, Dance. Broadway Dance, dance Center. Right. Yeah, Broadway, Broadway Dance Center. Center. Uh -huh. uh, and just the life of a dancer in New York. I feel it's so different out here. Uh, what, what's your take on L.A. dance versus New York? You know, I think, um, I'll tell you this. My experience as a dancer in New York, you have to, there's such a grind in New York mm -hmm. uh, because, First of all, you have the um, the elements to deal with. So I remember being like going, you know, uh, going to college, knowing that I would have like two or three hours free. I'd schedule, like I'd check in with my agent. I'd have an audition, you know, and then maybe I'd have a commercial audition and then a dance audition. All of that's on your back. Mm -hmm. Like all those changes are wow. on your back, and it's twenty degrees and snowing, and you have two hours before the next thing, so you're homeless. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there is no jumping in your car and heading home for a little bit. It's it's a grind. You know, you're calling up friends, trying to schedule things so that you're not, you know, sitting around or walking around for hours. Right, so yeah. there's a grind that happens there. Not saying that there's not the same enthusiasm or, or passion for what you do here, but to, to really want to 
put yourself through that as a dancer in New York, you have to really love it. Yeah. And you have to be really <laughs> driven. Yeah. Because I tell you, as soon as I moved here and I was able to, you know, turn down videos or things that I really didn't want to do, I thought, like, this is amazing, you know, or, like, run home, jump in my car and run home, you know, for a few hours before the next audition. New is. York kind of set you up to really take over LA. Uh, well, you know, it was, I already had the drive, mm -hmm. and I, then it became, when I got here, I was like, oh, this is easy. Right. right. <laughs> had I known, right. now in a minute already, right. you know what I mean, in, in relation to what you had right. to deal with in New York. So you move here, you get uh, a role on Any Day Now, a guest, yes. guest appearance, yes. where, which was a very serious kind of uh, subject matter. Yeah. It was a young college woman who had been assaulted. Mm -hmm. um, what was, were you nervous to, you know, that was your big that was my first, first. that was my and very first role. Were you a little yeah. nervous about it? I was, I was, and um, and you don't don't you don't know what to expect, and no one kind of you know as an actor, no one goes, okay, you're going to get there, you're going to meet the first AD, and no one kind of walks you through it, so you learn <laughs> as you're going, and um, and they were so beautiful there, and Lorraine yeah. Toussaint, who was one of the the leads, yeah. was amazing, and I remember being in the makeup trailer, and we kind of resemble, we have like a, like she kind of reminds right. me of an aunt. Yeah, I can see and, that. Yeah. And so we were sitting there, and she went, we look like. Fans. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and she was just so lovely, and we were talking, and, and she was just, she was like, I like you. She goes, I'm going to talk to the writers and see if, because she had, like, chunks of dialogue. And she goes, I'm going to talk to the writers. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> and you just kind of smile. And we go through the rehearsal, and she stopped the director and says, you know, can we just have her say all this stuff? And she talked to the writers, and sure enough, they rewrote it and gave me, like, the chunk of what she was doing. Oh, and wow. it was just nice. such a beautiful, like, especially yeah. for an actor, you know, yeah. on their own show. Sometimes, no competition. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes it can get sketchy, you know. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, "Well, why is she wearing that?" or "What?" Mm -hmm. you know. And for her to have this really nurturing, you know, approach and say, "Yeah, give it to her." Did so, she give you key yeah. advice during your your taping? Um, not so much. I, I wasn't at that time. I was just so like happy to be there. I really didn't say much, yeah. you know. So I wasn't asking. But she, I learned so much in just watching and 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 the grace and elegance of somebody who who could do that. So you're dancing, you're starring on Any Day Now with a guest star, and then uh, you get into a burlesque group. Yes, I Which do. is, now we all know is the famous <laughs> Pussycat Dolls. Tell yes. us how that started. Well, you know what's so funny? I remember the days of having to beg people. I'd be like, you guys, I'm doing the show at the Viper Room. It's really good. You should come. Like, I mean, literally begging people. Like, and would never show up. Jimmy Iovine, I'd met Jimmy while doing a show called Farm Club. And mm. called Jimmy and said, Jimmy, come see this show. And he's like, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Like, you know, years later, he ends up signing the group. Right. Right. <laughs> but um, I, it was this really small little show. And I remember spending, like, all of Saturday going into the Viper Room. And, like, we'd, we'd literally make our stage and, like, hot gluing, you know, rhinestones onto a bustier wow. or to a garter or whatever the case may be. And um, and it was this really sweet little show. And I remember when I first met the choreographer, she said, yeah, I've got this burlesque show. And I had never really heard, I mean, I've heard the term, but I never really knew what it meant. So I think for, as with a lot of people, I was just like, well, all right, wait, what, what does burlesque mean? Right. Are you yeah, naked? Like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Clothing? Like, what what's are you going talking on? about? You know, because there's just a, I don't know, there's just that thought with that word, yeah. you know. And uh, she went, no, no, come to the rehearsal. And I, I mean, 20 minutes into that rehearsal, I was like, so I stand here? Is that, is this my spot right here? You know, I was immediately in. Was, and uh, it was amazing. What was training like for that? I mean, obviously a new type of. A new style of dance. Experience yeah. for you. What was that like? It was, you know. Um, and how has it changed you now? You know, it was always. I have to say, I just felt like. I think I immediately tapped into it because it just felt like something that was so natural to me. Mm -hmm. um, it 
uh, I always, I've always just been a huge fan of sensual movement and, and modern. I loved modern dance because it felt so connected to who you were. And so it's stepping in, it was just a matter of adding heels and, you know, a little glittery outfit. You know, it, it was just something that immediately, I, I felt like I, it was speaking my language. So, you know, it wasn't a huge jump and, and the rehearsals were so much fun because it was, you know, we were just so happy to be putting this show together that yeah, we loved and we just wanted, so it's so great when you're putting something together that you're excited about and you're like, oh, I can't wait till everybody sees it. How know? many girls were a part of the group at that time? Um, it, on a whole, it was probably about 20 girls that would rotate wow. in and out. That's but a lot of personalities. That's a lot of personalities <laughs> and, and, lo and dancers. God bless them. Loved, I love, I'm a dancer myself, but a lot of personalities. <laughs> But um, as the, the, the show started to become more and more popular and we got uh, Gwen Stefani when Gwen came in and, uh, you know, uh, Christina Applegate had been a part of the show and kind of an MC for our show as well. Um, and then I remember we, we got um, some funding for the Maxim, the big, the big Maxim the big show Maxim. that we were going to do. Yeah. And, uh, and we were over at the Roxy, and I remember we were rehearsing, and this woman came in, and she was, like, really tall and beautiful, and I just saw, like, her silhouette as she walked up, and I was like, is that Charlize Theron? <laughs> <laughs> and she just sat there watching the show, and it was like, I want to do this. And we were all like, here you go, <laughs> you know? And so when that kind of, like, people were just, women specifically, just, like, immediately connected with it and just thought, like, yes, because it was, like, such a powerful yeah. thing. It was, like, it was teasing, but it wasn't stripping. Central, it, was it was very sensual. Sensual yeah. and woman, hear me roar. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And so as the show started to grow, um, you know, we just found ourselves, like, oh, my God, this is getting bigger and bigger. And then Robin, who was the creator, yeah. decided that she kind of needed to put six girls the face because we had like about 20 girls yeah, coming right. in and out depending on you know somebody got a show or somebody got a movie you know and so she she named six girls the originals so technically we some of those girls are the originals but I was definitely not a, an original even though I was named okay. one of the originals but I was the black original the black original right. what was one of your favorite uh, songs to perform with the group um a big spender was is just yeah. a it's just a kind of classic, you know. And it's as soon as it starts, the music starts. You're just like, oh, you know, you can kind of feel. And and then, well, even with working with Robin, like I always want to know how did they, how did she determine who was going to be in the singing group versus be just the dancer? Well, you know, it, it kind of started to morph after after the big Roxy show. We had a we had a summer at the Roxy, and then we got the Maxim cover, and then the Maxim show. And at that point, that's when Interscope kind of stepped in and said, "Yeah, we want to do this as as a as a uh, a pop group." Yeah, and um, you know. I sing all the time, guys, in my <laughs> car and in my shower, and it's unbelievable. Um, am I a you vocalist? Wanna, you want to give us a little sample of what you sound Go like ahead. in the Let shower Let me just right finish now. my story. <laughs> am I a vocalist? I wouldn't call myself a vocalist, but I'm an amazing singer. <laughs> and so, you know, basically we had to kind of go through an audition period and they were like, oh, yeah, we can work with you guys. You know, we'll, we'll you know, fix it up. And, uh, and then some things started to shift in the group and we could kind of feel the six of us, the originals, really started feeling the tides turning. And it came down to a point of like, all right, we're going to have to either stand strong for our stake in what we've helped to create or, or move on. Yeah. And, uh, and for some of us, including myself, it was like, okay, I think we're going to move on because this is, I could just feel the tides turning. So yeah. it and was time to leave. As far as uh, Robin, I mean, what did, what did she teach you as far as being, you know, kind of the ringleader of the... Hmm. 
You know, Robin always had a really great eye for things. She was able to um, immediately, she's, she's got an incredible sense of style, so she was immediately yeah. able to kind of like put something together and go, and you'd go, yeah, oh, wow, yeah, that's her. She'd be like, yeah, add that like striped corset with your hot pink and turquoise top, and you know, yeah. and it would all work. And so she kind of really uh, helped me have a keener eye in terms of wardrobe and whether it's for stage or for television. That's, that's something I've kind of, uh, I guess, kept with me along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's and with her being the leader, I mean, there's so many girls that were in the groups, like with royalties and things like that. Does it all? Is it all Robin? Well, or? that's where that's where we we had to decide. It yeah. was like the line in the sand. It was like, yeah. okay, so there's there's a lot of money rolling the, around. A lot, a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> and I have and I'm kind of broke. Nadine, Nadine, this yes. is Phil from the booth. Hey, D- Daryl was trying to ask my question, but my question is this: I've uh-huh. I've gotten a chance to meet Robin Anton, uh-huh. and my experience is this: okay. she um, we were doing Dancing with the Stars at the time, and she was oh. hosting it for our sister network, After Buzz TV. Uh-huh. And all the Dancing with the Stars dancers went up to Robin like she was royalty. They were so in <laughs> awe of her. And so that was the question. What was, you know, I'm, I'm uh, so, you know, you know to, to work with someone like that. Right. You know, uh, I mean, I, I'm just, I just wanted to really get that experience and what that really meant for you. Right. Daryl misinterpreted the question. I see. I understand. Sorry. Gotcha. No, no, no. It's all good. But it was a, it was was a relevant a, question. It was a good question. It was though. a relevant I question. I did want to know. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. Um, Robin is. Uh, she and I uh, have fallen out since the the, the dolls uh, mm-hmm. because just because exactly. I mean, like without getting into the details of it all. <laughs> you know, it was but if really. But you want to share, it's fine. Right. Thanks. Um, you know, it really just became a, a point where uh, we were this group of. You know, he, she was definitely the original and had helped create the show with her brother and these other women were involved and um and there were you know i know i i will not name names but there were probably about three other girls that really started this group with her and as it progressed we all helped put our stamp on what that show eventually became and i'd been a part of that show for five years getting paid nothing. It was just a labor of love, getting paid nothing, going out and buying my costumes, and as I said, going on a Saturday and like staple gunning the, the, you know, the the, uh, stage together, and all of a sudden there was this influx of money, and it was kind of like, yeah, isn't it great, guys? And it was just like, (laughs) Uh, I'm still like, stapling uh, the stage. Uh, <laughs> the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, my glue gun just broke. Right, right. you know, yeah. and there was just no. Um, I will just say that there was just no uh, room for compensation, okay. and it was just kind of like like we were all supposed to accept it and be like, oh yeah, this is great. Well, and then moving from you know. that, you started your own group with Carmen Electra. I did, yes. The yes. Bombshell Babies. Yes. So three of the the dolls that you know, three of us that left. Uh, we still loved it. We saw, we loved the kind of you know uh, movement and music and and feeling that was happening in the show. So we decided to kind of move on. And Carmen was down to do it. And Carmen had kind of uh, had a little bit of falling out with Robin as well. And so uh, we kind of moved forward and and created this other show. And it was so much fun. And what we, would you say the difference uh, for you personally with uh, the two groups? You know, it was when you're producing something yourself and you're able yeah. to put your own stamp on it. It's always yeah. I feel better yeah. <laughs> you know it's like you can watch it nurture it exactly and it. exactly yeah. and you're able to put the energy i mean it was a lot of work a lot more work i mean it's a lot of work that goes into putting up like even just a 20 minute set mm-hmm. you know it's uh from costumes to music to lighting to all that stuff so but it was so great and and we were so proud of what we put out so 
So what do you feel like was the stamp that you wanted to say with that new show? Like what and what you want people to sort of have been left with after right. you were done with it? You know, I don't think it was vastly different than the dolls. It mm -hmm. was um, as much as it was just, um, you know, here are, you know, four elegant women on stage, you know, of course, with Carmen. Um, and we just wanted to kind of create um, this power stance for women. It was It was about being absolutely in control and and feeling gorgeous in in your movement and and we also in moving on with the dolls we kind of were able to allow our other influences so there was you know so we would do kind of like catchy songs and do like the if you like ludicrous had a great like new new version of some of the songs that we use so we oh, would kind of like influx a little hip-hop in yeah. it just because there why not like there's room for you know especially in the way that dance and music is gone there's room for everyone to kind of come out and play and so it was just a nice way to to kind of put our own little spin on it what dancers inspired you debbie, debbie. De definitely um citrice mm. um uh Gregory Hines. I mean, like, there's oh, yeah. just, there's so many that, like, you, you, you can, like, I can see the pictures of them as mm -hmm. they, like, pop mm -hmm. into my head. And, um, you know, I, I just, I think that there's, there's just a world of, of, of talent out there. And when you, when you're able to see it and then kind of go, I want to do that. And then able to, to step in and, and put your own stamp on it. It's, always amazing and you used all your dance skills when you were in 2000 the clumps with the nutty yes. professor of the clumps yes yes now janet jackson also starred in that movie yes she did and did you have any interaction with her with you with she's a different type of dancer but right. with you being a dancer was there any interaction between you two as far as like behind the scenes and talking about dance moves um i wish i mean because <laughs> she was like she was the i mean janet was really the tour that i wanted i was like yeah oh. that was everyone is i just wanted that yeah. if tour so bad you know <laughs> i just yes. wanted that if door and um and so we got to talk a little bit but you know she's very shy and very kind of quiet and ironically so were eddie so like they were the two quiet really? ones kind of in in their in own the little quarters <laughs> and everybody else was like blah, 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 you know but um it was a great experience and i mean just the fact that i got a chance to meet her and talk to her was really cool Right. Yeah. Cool. So set was just kind of chill. It yeah, it was very chill, and they were they were both very quiet. I remember kind of thinking like, wow, like you know. And then I thought like, oh, maybe this is what they do, just so that they are just like ready when they get on camera, yeah. you know. Um, but you know, you do what you do to to make it all come out the way you want it to on camera. So. And then you were also in Idlewood. You were in uh, Charlie's Angels. Mm -hmm. You worked on some really big films, uh, Iron Man 2. Yes. Um, in those films, you also played dancer roles, yes. I believe. Yes, yes. Now, did, at any point, did you feel like maybe, okay, I'm going to get typecast as just the dancer in these big movies, or mm. you figured that one day you would grow out of that? I, I never even had that allow that 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 way of thinking yeah. in. because I had a lot of people tell me like don't tell them like when you go into these auditions as an actor don't tell them you're a dancer mm -hmm. and I they won't take you seriously is what everyone you know kind of would say to me and I thought oh okay okay and then sure enough you go <laughs> in and sometimes the casting directors of course are going to go so tell me about you yeah. and I'm like I'm a dancer like because <laughs> that's just I mean it's just who I was so who was I going to be like right. if I wasn't I mean I, I wasn't a waitress I wasn't you know a secretary like that's what I did and sometimes, you know, you're working, if I'm, if I'm working with Ricky Martin for the Grammys and I'm telling this casting director and she's like, oh, my God, like now they're more interested in you. Yeah. So I think, you know, be yourself. Like people are going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. You've got, to, you've got to do what's right for you. You had talked before about the grind being a dancer. When you came, obviously, I mean, you went from any day now and you get getting big movies. Like what was the grind compared to as an actor versus a dancer in L.A. for you? Um... 
Well, it's so different. It's so different because as a dancer, um, so much of the reason why you get hired is, um, as, as well as your look, obviously, it's, you know, yeah. we're on camera, um, it's, it's your work ethic. You know, ca- you know choreographers want to know that you're going to come in on time, you're going to hit it. When, when the director is in the room, you're going to hit it, you're going to hit it hard. <laughs> um, and, and that you're, you're going to be someone that's easy to work with. You know? And as an actor, all of that is, is de- they're not able to see that until you're on set. You know, like it happens in the casting room. Yeah. You know, what, that is really what's going to ter- determine whether you're going to work. And of course, as your body of work grows, you will, you know, people will know what your reputation is. But it's a little different as a dancer. It's like they almost want to know about that before, before right. you're hired. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little different in that way. And we went from Jenna Jackson, but then you worked in Julie with Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What was uh-huh. it? I mean, you both, from the block. both from New York. Both from New York. Where, yeah. Did you guys get to, you know, uh, did she have any advice or talk, did you guys have any like hang, fun hangout yeah, times? Yeah, we didn't, we really didn't have that much. She was, she was very limited in terms of her time on set. Um, I do remember I have this one image of her. We were on the beach. And uh, she was coming down, and Miss Thing was in her pumps, honey, her <laughs> outfit and her pumps, hair blowing in the wind. She was fabulous. Everybody was like, Jennifer's coming on set. And so we saw her walking, and then, you know, she just kind of went, ah, and hailed over, like, this massive bodyguard, and he picked her right on up. And she got carried down to the no, beach really? and oh, landed. Yeah. And it was like, hi, everybody. <laughs> and we were all like, hey, girl. You know, so she was just very fabulous. You yeah. know, but I didn't really have much, much of a connection with her. I didn't get, have an opportunity to talk to her. They, you know, in a lot of those situations, they know. They, you know, the, the handlers, the directors, right. they, yeah. they really kind of want to keep, keep, keep them separate. Keep them separate, yeah. you know. What was your favorite uh, set to be on as far up until that point? Ha! Huh. Wow, that's a good one. Um... You know, I have a few that pop in my mind. Uh, Charlie's Angels was a lot of fun. I remember we, the day we were shot, shooting our scene was uh, <laughs> was Halloween, so it was just like this uh, crazy cacophony of all these different people and characters, and <laughs> and then us, you know. Um, and uh, and Cameron Diaz was really cool. Yeah. Like we just had a few people that were just like really cool. And and Drew Barrymore was like, "You guys, is this right?" Like you know, she was very like, "Is this right?" You know, we're like, "You're you're fine. You're, you're Drew Barrymore. I think right. you're gonna be okay." Right. <laughs> you know, you're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. I think you're good. <laughs> Something tells me. <laughs> you know, so um, that was a fun one. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, of course, the clumps was great because it was Eddie. You know, yeah. and I mean like. In the acting world, in terms of my comedic heroes, I mean, come on, you know, yeah, it's Eddie Murphy. Come on, is he kids. your biggest inspiration on the comedic side? Um, I don't know if he's my biggest. I think I, 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 um, I admire a lot of what he does. Yeah. You know, I think he of our generation, he's just like, yeah. come on, he yeah. shut it down. It is just he is the template of of just what is funny, like yeah. hands down. You set know? the tone. He definitely set he the really tone. He really did. He really, really did. And you've worked on, uh, as we were mentioning, a lot of movies, and then you uh, have worked on television, mm-hmm. ER, Everybody Loves Chris, um, Flash, Flash Forward, Flash as we Forward, mentioned, my, 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 my on-screen death. Your on-screen yeah. death? My first on-screen was death, <laughs> yes. I hit my head and died. In that, in that 30 seconds when everyone, when the planet went down, I died. You died. <laughs> Fabulously. <laughs> Hair in the wind. It was, it was, it was a slow-mo, great, like, it was like, ka <laughs> 
stop, she's dead. You channeled channel J-Lo for that Yes, one. honey, I was like, M down, fierce. Well, since you started and have done a lot of these guest appearances and have built your resume, do you feel like there are a lot more roles for African-American actresses now than what they were when you first started? I think so, I think so. I think that Shonda Rhimes really kind of set the tone yeah, in, for sure. in terms of um, not setting a race or a type on anything. She kind yeah. of just writes and says, this is what it is, and whoever walks in and is this person, that's who it is. And so um, definitely since Grey's Anatomy, when I would go in for auditions, you, you know, you would just kind of see open ethnicity. That was yeah. just like, you know, it was like, yes. <laughs> Everybody gets, Everybody gets a, a chance. You know, a chance. you know, so I definitely think it it is is open, wide open, you know. And uh and of course BET kind of stepping up to the plate and saying, Yeah, let's put some programming together has first scripted series. First right? scripted first series, scripted let's stay together, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for them to kinda pick up the torch and say, Yeah, let's do this is uh has been huge for me in particular, Fantastic. you know. Now on the other side of that with the craze of reality T V ah. How do you feel that that has helped or damaged the perception of black women and men <laughs> on television as you drink your water? <laughs> Sips cut. Sip, sit very slowly, Nadine. I, I got time to wait for this answer right here. What was that next question? Yeah, what, what was that? Let me see what's my next question. Um, we won't say any specific shows, Basketball Wives not. or Real Housewives of Black. Now? Oh, what'd you say? Uh, oh, wait, I'm sorry. My, my, my headphone just went off. Oh, yeah, though, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I. Think um, politically correct. I think that there are a lot of personalities from those shows who have an, uh, had an opportunity to use those shows as a jumping-off point, yes. and and have gone on and been very successful, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Amen, Hallelujah. Um, you know, even one of them being casted for an actual scripted uh, sitcom, you know, yeah. with the new normal. Yes. Um, has it benefited benefited us specifically uh, in the black community? I, I, I think that uh, that is yet to be seen. I think well, well that's the human race. <laughs> as a human race, as, as a, a human, no, yeah, very good point. Well, no, we, we we had a, a topic we talked about last week on our hot topics um, with editing mm -hmm. for reality shows, right? Um, and Star Jones had recently done a panel where she was asking uh, certain executives and and you know, successful black people, if they felt that it was the person in the show that was acting crazy or if they were just edited to look like they were acting crazy. Yeah. What's your viewpoint on that? I definitely think it's so much of it. You can see. Sometimes it's like a question is asked on your, you know, I'm talking, but we're, we're the camera's being held on you. Yeah. Like, I mean, we as an actor, you know, sometimes like something technically is off. So yeah. they have to hold this shot of you a little longer because we've got to mask this because we can't use that shot. Right. So I think so much of the editing um, can really heighten uh, a situation and yeah. make it seem a lot worse than it actually is. And the truth of the matter is that people are tuning in to see people are tuning into those shows so they can say, did you see what happened? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And Train if there nice. is not a, did you see what happened moment, then that show is not going to do well. Right. Right. You know, and so it's a little bit of the beast feeding the monster, the monster that is us yeah. and yeah. you know and right back around. It kind yeah. of like is this cyclical thing. And we were saying we all have ADD now so our attention span is like you gotta get it to us quick. You better, you better have. You better but did you quick. see that? Right. You yeah. better be there, or you are off the air. You know. Now, are you very picky in the roles that you choose for yourself? I am too. You know, so far, I've um, a lot of the stuff that I've been offered has been pretty solid. Um, there's been some stuff that I've turned down. 
Like, and, uh, can you share something that you well, would you know, not do? There was a there was a film um, that uh, I won't mention the name, but there was a <laughs> film that you know it was just the way the character was left off. It was a woman who was kind of in distress and. She was the forever victim, and at the end, she was still the forever victim. And, you know, as an mm. actor, it's like you've got to have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, and if there's definitely. not some kind of growth, uh-huh. then what are we doing, you know? And they kind of wanted her to, like, go out as, like, I'm dying. I'm, <laughs> I'm a victim. And I thought I can't, you know? And yeah. it was very flattering because they, they kind of came after me, you know, and I had I got several phone calls, and they kind of kept throwing some more money on top. And, you know, right. and, I, and I thought, I just, I can't do it can't do it and have my mother watch it and go what was that <laughs> you know so i stepped away is there an I- ideal role that you would want to play that you haven't already <sighs> wow um there's not necessarily like you know i will say this i in terms of genre i love action yeah mm-hmm. and i would love i could to. see you in a <sighs> nice action film I, like i said i saw you though. in that commercial we're gonna talk about that later you got some action in you i saw it <laughs> yeah i saw it and you know just using my body for so long as a dancer as my yeah. tool i would love to be able to kind of combine would you want to do your own stunts I, to a certain extent, yeah, I would love to, because I'm, I love being physical and mm-hmm. I love movement, so it's something that I would want to do. Now, if they say, "Listen, uh, <laughs> you know, backflip over this car," maybe not so much. <laughs> Why would you pull her? I have, I have no problem with Fire making sure ball. stunt people get hired. <laughs> right. Yes. They, they actually bought a stunt for a flash forward for my death scene. No, and I was not. like, I can do it, guys. They were like, sit down. <laughs> they were like, liability, yeah, liability. It's totally liability. an insurance thing, yeah. But it was great because I'm so happy that, you know, I, I had this whole conversation with the stunt girl that uh, that came in and, you know, and she was like, yeah, girl, sit down. Girl, you're giving jobs hey. to people. <laughs> exactly. Right, you're getting Hollywood hired. Hey. <laughs> what about on the other side of the camera, producing or directing? Mm. Is that somewhere you see yourself going soon? Directing, not so much, but producing, I would love to, to get involved. I mean, I, um, as you know, as I was telling you with uh, with the bombshell babies, when you are when you are able to see your your brainchild kind of grow and, and become this thing, and especially if you can you know put some money in somebody else's pocket, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So I would love to um, just to help uh, project the images of people like me uh, to the world the way those before me kind of did it for me. So. Yeah. Paving the way. Do you Paving see yourself getting, ever doing a show like your your bombshell babies ever again? Doing it again? Um, I or wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out. I definitely wouldn't rule it out. Um, Maybe being a mother to girls. Right. Yeah. I, that I would definitely. I could say for sure um, that I would love to to be a part of. Cause because it's amazing that, that that type of dance is so. It's not bigger than what it is. Yeah, it it did have like you know with uh, with our show like it kind of had a little resurgence. All of a sudden, we there were all these burlesque groups that po- kind of popped up. And um, there's a, a show uh, that's happening in Santa Monica called Harlow Gold mm-hmm. that that still it kind of does it. And they're really kind of the only ones. Tracy Phillips is the choreographer. Okay, She's yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and when I go see those shows, I'm like. <laughs> I get the you bug. Get the I'm like, ah. <laughs> somebody give me some sparkly heels. Like, I, I got to do it, you know, in a boa immediately. You know, I love so. it in a boa. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, w- I would love to definitely kind of nurture the next generation of that. And then as you came uh, to find your family at BET, mm-hmm. you know, what was the audition like for Let's Stay Together? Oh, wow. It was so, you know what, this is crazy. And it's just my truth, as I was saying with them. Um, 
you know, when people say, don't tell people that you're a dancer. This was just my truth. I, uh, when I came into audition, Robbie Reed was the, was the casting director at the time. And, uh, and I'd gone in and auditioned for Robbie probably, I don't know, five or six years prior to that okay. and bombed so horribly, you guys. Like, to this day, still my worst audition to date. What of. was the project? I don't even, don't like, I like, blocked it out. Okay, like, I'm you. sure, because, yeah. like, it was so traumatic. And I just remember <laughs> thinking, like, oh, that was really bad. And she just hadn't brought me back in. So when I got the call from my agent, Robbie Reed's bringing you back in for this project for BET, I thought, so I was like, you know, I was ready. I was like killing this audition. And it was really my goal was, and you know, actors are taught this all the time. Your goal is to win the casting director. Right. You know, because yeah. even if you don't get the job, the They'll casting director you. may remember you for yeah. another project. So that was my goal walking in. And and uh, especially as I walked in and I saw, um, you know, all these faces, these women who had been series regulars on other shows that I watched and been fans of. And I thought, like, I walked in the room and I thought, huh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting this job. Okay, you know, right, and right. it was really odd, but it completely freed me up. Yeah. Because I, it wasn't about I got to get the job. I just went in and played, and it was just so. I it was so much fun. It was one of my favorite auditions because that's what I did. I just went in and played, you know, and uh, and they were great in the room. And and uh, Bert Belasco, who I had auditioned with, who ended up, you know, who is now my husband on the show, um, was just another. Like we just immediately, like even in the waiting room. We were like, hey. like we were just like kids. I just remember he's like, yeah, this is crazy, right? And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And uh, and so you know, to walk into the room and just be able to play it was so amazing. Yeah, I've had several friends who are actors who say that the jobs that they got were the jobs when they actually went in there and didn't give a crap about the audition. Yeah, and they ended up booking it. Yeah. You know? Because the, when you start, what happens is that it's very insidious. It's like you start to think like. This can change my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this will change my life. Oh, now I've got to. And then all of a sudden you work yourself into a frenzy that doesn't even really exist. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like if you just go in and play, it's usually when, when the magic when it happens. happens. And yeah. how similar are you to your characters? Uh, you know, we have a lot of, we share the same body. We look a lot alike. You do look a lot alike. <laughs> Almost identical voice. Um, we are, uh, you know, she is uh, very driven, as, as I am. I mean, she's definitely more uh, of an intellectual than I am. Not to say that I'm not a smart girl, because I believe I am. But, uh, you know, she is definitely kind of like the girl that was attacking the book. So not me, not so much, you know. Yeah. Um, but, and, and she's got, like, different kinds of neuroses than I do, mm -hmm. you know, because she is such a, like, uh, overachiever, like, needing to make it right and, and make it, you know, make sure that everybody's taken care of, where I'm not so much that person. I'm like, eh, you'll be fine. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I believe in you. I believe in you. <laughs> you know, so um, we have some similarities, but uh, on a whole, it's, it's I think, um, I think we, we're probably further apart than we are closer together. And do you remember what you were doing when you actually were cast for the role? Uh, I was at home. And I remember getting the call, and my agent uh, uh, said, hey. Um, and he was, the first thing he said, he said, first of all, I just have to commend you, because I thought that for sure I'd be getting a call from you every day. Like, did I get the job? Did I get right. the job? But honestly, I literally, you guys, walked in there just to, like, I was like, Robbie, I'm making a fan out of you. And that was, that was my intention. So I didn't, when I walked out, I was like, okay. You know, even when we, you know, obviously made it down to the screen test, I went in and I just kind of went, okay, well, there it is. And I let it go. Mm -hmm. I was very proud of myself for that. <laughs> and, um, and so he called and, uh, and he goes, I was really impressed that you didn't call me back within the week. And he goes, yeah, so anyway, hold on a second. And he has this little, <laughs> um, 
what is what is the character <laughs> on The Simpsons? Not Smithers, but the the Mis- boss, Mister Crothers. No, Mister. No, uh, Cr- no, no, it's Cr- close Cr- to that, but it's not. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, the, the yeah, old skeleton yeah, yeah. guy, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's Smith- the, uh, yeah, Smithers is Cr- the is yeah, the, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. assistant, yeah. but he's got the little old guy, and he's like around, on a desk with money. And when you press the back, it plays money, 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 money. <laughs> and that's what you heard. And that's what I heard. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was like, you're Stacy. And I was just like, what? And then, oh like, God. I kind of, like, fell apart oh, man. <laughs> at oh. that point. <laughs> but it was very cool. What's it like on set? Because uh, I mean, you guys film in Atlanta. Yeah, we do. What, what's, it, what's that like? It's so cool because, you know, I think the fact that we are, initially when I heard we were shooting in Atlanta, I thought, oh, God, I got to, like, you know, you're going to Atlanta. It's hot Atlanta, which I don't mind because I, you know, I'm an island girl, so I love the heat. I I do love it when it's hot there, but um, I just thought, like, oh, I'm going to have to uproot my life, and uh, I'm going to be away from family, friends, all that stuff. Well, friends, I've got one aunt here in in California, but, um, and I just thought, but now I actually really appreciate it because you go there and you're there to work. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You get kind of put into the bubble, the family bubble, and we're there to kind of make this thing happen, and so... Um, it's so relaxing, and we're so fortunate, I think, to have the cast that we do because yeah. everybody's so cool. Yeah, you guys seem really close. So I heard you guys cool. do dinner parties and yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> girl talk. Right, you know, it's it's very cool, and we just we have no crazies on our set. Like you know, it's just a very relaxed uh, atmosphere, and then you you definitely do feel like you can go to you know I'll go to somebody and go this is I don't this is not working. What do you think? And you know we can kind of bounce things back and forth off of each other, and and that's very that's always really nice as an actor to kind of be in that setting because it could be the exact do they give you any uh creative direction like if you said you know you you i mean you've become this character to be able to walk up to them and say you know i feel like she wouldn't do this they are like we were really fortunate as well with our writers that um they're open you know and we'll we'll kind of talk at the you know it's become this thing now that at the end of each run through we kind of will back you know kind of do a little back and forth and kind of go this feels a little like i don't know if she would necessarily do that and and uh, there's always dialogue. They're yeah. at least open to kind of saying, you know, it's not like shut up and do your job. <laughs> Just do your job. Be quiet. Just be the actor. Right, that's it. right. Yeah, so that's nice. And you guys seem really close, as, as you were mentioning, and uh, Jesse was mentioning. Who are you closest to on the set? I think Burke, because we do, we're always together. Yeah. You know, we're always in that damn bed together. You, know? you, are, you <laughs> are in the bed a lot. We are in that bed. You know, I mean, it's definitely changing now because we've been married a minute now. Right. So now it's like, yeah, beat it. <laughs> you know? Now, Burt being Charles on the show, is he somebody in real life, like his personality on the show is somebody you would date? Like, is that your type of man you oh, think? Oh, is Charles? Yeah, person? like Charles. It's Char- I'm, 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 She's like, Charles. absolutely not. Never. She, she's like, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, he's endearing. He's Love such an him. endearing. She's I like, him great death. Death. He's but, great. But, um, you know, he's just, I think that, um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know any, I don't know any women you know, I guess there are. I mean, I'm, that's not necessarily true. I do know a few women. But I am not the kind of girl that's looking to be the mother figure in my right, man's right. life. And, you know, and of course, you know, it's a comedy, so everything is kind of heightened, you right. know. And Bert is not 
Oh, he's not completely Charles. I mean, Bert definitely has those elements as well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bert, Bert we're going to get you on the show right. so you can defend yourself. Because Nadine you know just said. But he will, no. he will totally admit it. He will Because he is he's a big kid, you know. And he's so much fun to be around. Like, he keeps the energy on that set. You can see it. I alive see that. Yeah. at all times. He really does. He yeah. is, like, our saving grace. Because he's just always, like, like bouncing off a wall somewhere, you know. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the man in my life, I, I don't necessarily want to... Um, cut your meat for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what is your type but, of man? Well, Give us some characteristics. I really love a man who's employed. Hey <laughs> <laughs> man. There it is. <laughs> this song has a theme in my life, right? It, does. it keeps appearing, right? It keeps appearing. You can't get rid of it. Exactly. Hello. Um, so yeah, I would say someone who's employed, and you know, I really would like a career-oriented person. Okay, because I was gonna say employed is a very um, yes. general, right? Yes, I'm target. Yes, target. Yes, <laughs> right. Hello. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Target. Nothing wrong with Target. I go there. Not Target. <laughs> yes, for sure. They will get me all the time. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, you know, career driven, spiritual. I mean, I, I don't think it's vastly different than any other woman. Mm -hmm. You want somebody yeah. who's kind of ambitious, driven, you know, spiritual, connected, monogamous would be nice. <laughs> yeah. be monogamous nice. is helpful. No, it, it, it definitely helps, especially in a town like Los Angeles where, you know, every girl's prettier than the next. So yeah. you want somebody who you have a real connection with. And well, kind of like a, oh, go ahead. Like an Aegis Elba? <laughs> What? Who? Where? I know you just did a new commercial yes, with I did. him. I mean, I what did. was the, the that audition like? How did how did it all come? Okay, into play? so I walk in and I pick up the sides, you know, and it's like three pages of sides, and I'm like, oh wow, this is this is a pretty elaborate commercial. Yeah. Normally, you walk in, you're like, I love that, and you're done, and you, you know, know right? <laughs> right, right? And this was like, I kept going, and I was like, wow, this is pretty. Wow, this is. And then I see along, you know, like uh, along the sidelines, it says Idris. I go over to the woman who at the sign in. I go, hi. Um, is this Idris? Idris? She was like, yeah, girl. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I just, excuse me. Let it's me go like learn my lines. Let me go learn these lines. It's just the same reaction from women all over the world. That's funny. Really I love it. Does. That, that guy mean, is smooth. I know. Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I really feel like they could have hired a much better looking man, with, yeah. you know, who was like sexy. That's right. probably yeah. what that they should have gone yeah. with, but yeah. they went with him. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, it was great. It was great. And the, the audition was great. And um, our director, I knew this was not your regular, it wasn't your run-of-the-mill commercial because our director was so hardcore. Like, what do you mean by that? He, uh, like, I was in the room for a minute. Like, I felt like I was in the room for about, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And he was like, he was like, yeah. And he had us read, um, for those of you who haven't seen the commercial, uh, the first part of the commercial, uh, we see a stately gentleman yeah. outside of a theater and uh, he's he's talking into clearly like a radio mic, and he's like, "Where are you?" You know, and we see Idris uh, across the street, and he says, "Oh, I'm in the Black Avalon across the street." The man looks around. He's like, "I see no Avalon." Idris whips around. The older man jumps in, and we see a mask come off, and it's me. <laughs> and uh, and I just remember there's there was a little bit of dialogue that they ended up cutting, but he had us do the the stately gentleman's uh, dialogue just so that he could get a sense of where we were as an actor, yeah. you know, because he was clearly wanting to work with an actor. Yeah. And uh, and so it was just great. It was a great process because he was kind of like kind of hard nosed, you know, and you know, well, you should do this, and 
I was like, no, well, actually, I think it should be like, you know, and he was like, oh, oh really? He's like, like, oh, a little sad. Mm. He was like, all right. He's like, all right, well, then do that. I'm like, all right, then. <laughs> you know? Book me now. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he ended up doing it. I doing love it. a man who listens. Yeah. <laughs> That's part That's of the trade show. That's another quote. That's another quote. We're writing them down so we can, you know, email these out. Please do. Please do. Now, the commercial is very sexy. It reminds me kind of like a Mission Impossible meets James Bond, very sleek and smooth. Yes. Different for Toyota as well, like yes. for Avalon. Yes, definitely, so. definitely. And that was the whole idea because the idea is that this Avalon is so vastly different. Um, you know, the bad guys are after us and they keep missing us because they just don't, as they assume that that's not an Avalon because right. it's so sleek and right. redesigned and gorgeous. So, yeah, I think that was the, and of course, and then, you know, there's been so much buzz about Idris potentially taking over the franchise, the, yeah. the, the James Bond Which franchise. I think would be absolutely genius. I absolutely genius. agree. I love I Daniel so. Craig, but... Yes. You know. I love Daniel Craig, Craig because I heard that he was the one who kind of endorsed it. So endorsed yeah. He was the Israel. one who yeah, said, yeah, I think this is the guy, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you're looking for somebody, you know, new. And uh, so I think Toyota kind of capitalized on yeah. the you, bond. A so change is like, coming. Bond You'll be our girl. bond girl? <laughs> Are you our saying, bond guys, girl? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean obviously, I would love <laughs> to be considered for the franchise, but it's not a big deal. I mean, you know. Whatever, you know. Whatever. We'll start whatever a Twitter happens. campaign. Shall we? Yeah. Shall we, guys? We're going to do that. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag Nadine. Bond girl. <laughs> now, you obviously have a busy schedule. You, you're yes. doing your show. Mm -hmm. You're doing commercials. What's next for you working your fans? What will your fans be seeing you? I have a film uh, that's, in our, that's being entered into a few festivals right mm -hmm. now called Four of Hearts, and it's myself and Darren Henson, uh, formerly of Soul Food, Soul Food on, yeah. on, on Showtime. And, uh, dance, dance, and also a dancer. I've known Darren uh, for longer than I would want to ever admit from New York. We're both <laughs> from New York. I mean, we used to dance together. Really? Like, we got hired for a few jobs together. So I've known him for a very long time. So it was crazy that I walk in. I, I, I see his name because he was one of the executive producers. And, and I walk in. I'm like, whatever. I was like, whatever, Mr. Executive Producer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, and I think it was really uh, because I actually auditioned for the part. And, okay. Um, and I think, you know, of course, when you have a relationship with an actor, it always makes it easier, yeah. you know. And, um, and I believe I was one of the only girls to kiss him. And like, so the director was like, what is happening? She just <laughs> kissed him, you know. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, so we play a married couple uh, who, like many couples after a few years, kind of the romance, the sizzle falls out because life kind of steps in. Yeah. And, uh, and I decide to go an unconventional way to to bring the spice back Ooh. uh yes mm. so I'll, I'll leave you with that well maybe we can incorporate oh. your 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 dance <laughs> group back right. into this and start spicing up a lot of people's relationships well it, it's funny you would say that because my a really good a friend of mine in the film it has an open marriage and so i am not a proponent of open marriages but i'm like well maybe we can incorporate some people and that's where i'll leave oh. it so. okay Mm -hmm. We know what we might be looking out for pretty <laughs> soon. Speaking, Four of hearts. Speaking Got of this. ladies of the night, let's talk about you're a uh, part of a program called Children of the Night. Yes, I mean, yes. Just, why don't you tell everybody a little bit that. about that? Yeah. It's a great organization that I found out about. Um, and they basically take in children who have been a part of sex slavery or wow. prostitution. Um, and they bring in that a lot of those kids are foster kids, yeah. unfortunately, and, um, and don't have family or friends. And so they take them in and they basically help them, you know, with therapy, with getting their GED, um, 
the one downside, if there is any to the program, is that they 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 age out at eighteen. Oh um, wow! Yeah. So, but it, it really just helps so many of those girls. Like, I don't even know where they would go. Like, right. who is there to help you? And it's such a great organization. And and um, and then they have like a little sisterhood, you know, yeah. because they don't really when you're raised in that kind of environment, who do you trust? Yeah. You yeah. know, and when you when you know that somebody else has gone through what you've gone through, it just allows you to open up to them. And so I go and I teach dance class to them and uh, and they love it like they love it. And I love seeing that look in their yeah. face when the frustration of like, wait, no, do it again. Do it like they get all they get mad. They're like, <laughs> Do it again. I'm like, all right, don't. You were not the boss of me. Let's do this, you know? And so we'll kind of go through the movement. I'll see them getting frustrated. And then, like, when when it just clicks, like, that's unbelievable to what, see, you know, somebody who comes from a place that's not great and, and having just a little bit of light in their eyes. What does that give you? Uh, I mean, a lot of, you know, celebrities, they when they give back, it's either financially or, you know, they'll try to go as much as possible. But to be able to go and give a talent of yours mm -hmm. and to be able to share that with the girls, um, what does what does that really put is that something that you wish to continue to do oh, or? for sure absolutely because I know what it felt like for me as I you know where we started at this, yeah. this the beginning of this interview is like when you know that you're not really good at something it mm -hmm. just there's a there's you know something's missing you don't mm -hmm. know you don't you're not even fully aware you can't even necessarily have the question to ask yourself you just know something's wrong and and even with some of these girls, you know, are clearly not going to be dancers, but when they, have, you know, in our world of videos and YouTube and being able to, like, see Beyonce and, and having just a little taste of that for yourself yeah. is huge. Yeah, it's it is. huge for, especially for a woman's self-esteem, it's yeah. huge to be able to feel like a task has been given and you were able to conquer it or you were able to, to embrace it and, and make it your own. Yeah. And so I, I love it. I really do. And your program's so relevant right now. I mean, with the news story, I'm sure you heard about the one in Ohio with the yeah. three women who yes, were kidnapped and luckily have just been found. But it, it sounds like this is something that could help benefit them as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, for so sure. congratulations for this program. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, as you are working in this industry, what would you say is a word that really defines who you are? Mm. Grateful. I am very grateful because I have had many, I've had such an incredibly blessed life, you yeah. know, from going from dance that has really kind of just allowed the rest of my dreams to, that I didn't even know I had to like kind of come true. Yeah. Uh, you know, from dance to hosting a show and then to, to uh, choreography and then of course to acting. It's like, I, I just know that my life could have been a completely different world, you know, and uh, and I'm so grateful to be on this ride and, and to have the angels on my shoulders who yeah. have been there to kind of go, there you go, <laughs> you know, so I'm grateful for yeah. sure. Well, now I have to add, you know, I can't say double threat, I have to add triple threat. Right. Because you are a host, mm -hmm. You are an actress. Mm -hmm. You also are a dancer. That's and I'm going to throw in singer in there. Let's we'll, just go ahead we'll, and do we'll, it. We'll intertwine singer with us. We're going to throw it in there, I too. I mean, let's just make it happen. Now, we have, we have a new <laughs> section here that, um, you know, now we've gotten to know you a little bit. Okay. It, we call it our, our fun gameplay kind of oh, section. Okay. So I start off by asking you five questions, mm -hmm. and then Jesse and Courtney are going to ask you a couple other different questions. Now, the, does, <laughs> well. do these answers have to be the truth? Uh, yeah, yes, we like the truth. We like the truth. Uh, sure. Typically, I just want to know the rules of the game. Typically, or, or typically. really entertaining. Right. Or entertaining, okay. yes. <laughs> One of the two. Okay, One of the two. Gotcha. So I'll, I'll start with the five questions. Um, if you could interview any famous person, dead or alive, mm. who would it be and why? Two. Okay. Uh, okay. Barack and Michelle. I, okay. Because like, I just want to know 
First of all, I just want to know the first night. I want to know the first night they spent in the White House. Oh I want to know. Okay, what? I didn't know where this question was going. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, I want to know, too. Oh, no. I want to know, too. Oh, I want to no. know, too. Loki, I feel oh, like those two too. kind of. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, yeah. My mind wasn't there, but <laughs> all right. Listen, openly admit it. I will, yes. Sorry, I had a Dude, different question in mind. But well, I like your question, too. What the conversation was that night. Because you have to be like, we are in the Right. Yeah, there just has true. to be that moment of like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Right now? You know? yeah. And I would just want to know all the stuff. I would just want to know like that that whole experience, just mm-hmm. the climb there and and, and to be there is oh, that's yeah. incredible. I can't even imagine that's that. That's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, second question: What's your favorite movie of all time and why? Oh, wow, there, that's such an unfair yeah. question. Come on, because <laughs> I, I have mine. Purple Rain. Okay. Purple Rain He's is like, my favorite mine? movie. Okay. I'll start the lines right Everybody now, but no. Okay, I have, I have a few, and one of mine is it has purple in it too. The color purple. The color purple. Okay. I love the color purple. I love Shawshank Redemption. I love okay. Aliens. I mean, like, there's just watched not, that the other night. There's not like I can't lock that into one thing because there's too many genres in there, and films hit you in different ways for different reasons. Why Aliens? Um, Sigourney Weaver, yeah. badass. Alien or Alien? Alien. And, uh, alien, Aliens, and then from the, 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 the first two. The okay. third, you know, I just saw the third the other day, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, third yeah. one, yeah. They've been playing <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It was like, wow. hey, you know, they were like, they were basically like, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. And they had everybody on board. Yeah. But she's such a badass, and, um, and the way she opened up the world of, I think, the way people see women uh, in that in that genre like that, come on now. Yeah. She mm-hmm. just shut it down. She killed it. She killed it. She killed the game. You know, so. She did that. She's the original she warrior. Did it. She really did it. What was the worst date you ever had? <laughs> and, what, and what happened on that okay. date? Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> I can see that just still in your memory right now. <laughs> I was working with Missy Elliott uh, in New York, and we were downtown somewhere. What project was it on? Um, it was a Missy Elliott tour. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I remember... Being in the, we were like in a recording studio because we had this, we had like, you know, all of our, our, our guys and the singers. And I remember we had a break and I stepped out and it was a really attractive guy. And I thought, like, oh, you know. And I walked by and I, there was a very faint voice. And I thought, oh, I'm sorry, I keep hitting this mic. I was a very faint voice and I thought, like, was, did, he, did he just say something? And like, I was like, no, it wasn't him. And then I walked back and it was, but he had a very, feminine voice, you know, and I just thought like, oh, wow, that really does not match with who you are. <laughs> right, right. It's all good, right? So he eventually like kind of was like, I'd love to take you out to dinner. I'm like, great, cool. So we go out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we go out to dinner and I'm hanging out with this guy and I couldn't put a finger on what was going on and I just, there was just a <laughs> moment, just a moment oh. where I was like, ah, oh, this dude is gay. Oh. oh. <laughs> This dude was gay, you know, and I don't really know. I'm, like, I was so confused as to what, I mean, I don't know if it was, um, I don't know. I, I don't know if he, I don't know. I was so confused about the whole thing. And, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to, of course, you know, he clearly was living this other life, but I didn't want to, like, out I, him if yeah. he didn't, you know. But I remember just kind of thinking, like, why did you ask me out? I remember right. thinking, like, I kept asking, you know, like, trying to get to, he's like, I thought you were very attractive, you know, and, I, and like, so what, tell me about your last girlfriend, <laughs> you know, like, but I, and I remember driving home going, how is it that now I'm dating gay men? <laughs> how did I end up here, you know? So I just remember kind of thinking, like, wow, yeah. That's it. That was, yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> what, uh, what's your favorite item in your closet right now? Ooh. Mm. 
have this really beautiful black BCBG dress. It's like this sheath. It's stunning. And it comes down into like a V and then there's this lace thing that goes across. And it was one of the dresses that were that was brought in for the show that I ended up snagging. Like, <laughs> nice. me. And it's stunning. And so hopefully you'll see it on a red carpet somewhere soon. And you may have answered this question, but maybe not. Your most embarrassing moment. Um, hmm. <laughs> All right. So I'm in Queens. I'm in New York. And, um, and there was a, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Zelma Davis, lived over in uh, Elmhurst. And I, was, I left her house, and I was hungry. And I was like, ah. Oh, and I passed a Nathan's. I'm like, oh, Nathan's. Oh, Nathan's. And then, um, and this was at a time when I could eat whatever I wanted. And so I was like, there was a Nathan's, and then there was a Carvel's right next door. So oh, I, I went to go get some ice cream over there. I went to order Nathan's. Then I went to go over to Carvel's to get the ice cream. But they were about to close, so I, like, get the ice cream. And, and I had this baseball hat on, and, um, and I was walking. And they were connected, right? But they weren't, it wasn't the same store, obviously. So I'm like, ooh, let me, I was like, okay, I grab my ice cream. And I walk did not even realize they had closed a, a glass partition because oh. they were closing. Yeah. Boom. I mean, like <laughs> as hard as I don't. Even, I didn't. I didn't even realize you could be walking that fast. That like I mean, the sound effect was like, and it was a table of guys that. Like, when I say fell out, on the floor. I mean, they didn't even check to see if you were okay first on before the they left? On the floor. And you, I couldn't even be mad because it was so bad. <laughs> it was like, boom. I mean, like, it, I will never forget that moment. I was like, and I was just like, oh, man. But I had to go get my chicken nuggets from hey, the, from the Nathan's. I'm a little hot dog nuggets. So, you embarrassed or not, I walked around and I went, I was like, yeah, yeah, guys, I get it. Let me get my nuggets. <laughs> I got a knot on my head, but I'm going to eat this right here. <laughs> I like that. All right, Courtney, what do you got for? Um, so we have a little game we call Hire, Fire, Casting Couch. Wow. So who would you hire, who would ah. you fire, and who would you play with on the couch? Oh, wow. Okay, your choices this is are. dangerous. Okay, all right. Your choices are. Okay. The lovely, uh-huh. the talented Idris Elba. Oh, I know that was coming. <laughs> The lovely, the talented, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And the lovely, talented, maybe slightly crazy, Kanye West. Ah. Hmm. Hire, fire, cast. I would hire Robert because he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I, I would fire Kanye. <laughs> God bless him. God bless That's him. That's all we'll say. Insurance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Insurance. Yes. Liability. Yeah. Incredibly talented as well. But, oh, you know, a little risky. Insurance. Yeah. yeah. A little risky. Yeah. Um, and I believe Idris, I would, um, I would, uh, <laughs> You guys would discuss things on discuss. the couch. You would discuss. You would have a conversation on the couch. A conversation. Um, Ups and downs of the acting business. Yeah. That's what we would do together. Lovely. Ups and downs of the Ups acting business. Ups and downs. That's, uh, Ups and downs. Very nicely mm-hmm. put. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Very yeah. nicely put. <laughs> I, I, you guys, I was on my very best behavior when I had to shoot that. I, it was no, just I me and him in a car. And then he was kept talking to me in that damn English accent. I was like, <laughs> stop talking. You're killing me right now. You're like, lines what? Lines? What? Who? Who? Where? What? I, <laughs> yeah. I can do this. I can do this. Enters in. Enters in. All right. So um, I do. We're gonna play a word association. So okay. I'm gonna say a word, and you're gonna tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. New York. Home. Kardashian. <laughs> that is a word. That's a statement. <laughs> that, I, I don't even think I need an answer for that oh, one. There it is. 
Red toilet paper. <laughs> I just, I just, um, fabulous. <laughs> I'll explain why later. Okay. <laughs> Chris Brown. Oh. <laughs> and Colt. Uh, I like these. This oh. yeah. Nicole Skurzinger. <laughs> your your silence actually says so much. Okay. It's not. I'm gonna say hmm. Oh, that yeah. Sabotage. Hmm. And I wrote that because you had a good sabotage. Right, story. right. I was on a mini tour with Ricky Martin, and he had a costume designer. Not the, she wasn't the designer. She was like a costume person. Um, who had been with him for years, and she was an older woman, probably in her 60s, but she was, it was clearly, like, she felt he was hers. Like, he was, she was like, this is my man, and you should all know that. And everybody's cool with that, right? And we were all like, what? <laughs> you know? And um, I had a number with Ricky <laughs> where it was, it was just he and I, and, uh, and I was, uh, it, the, the song was about a, sul- you know, a sultry temptress or whatever. And so the whole number was me dancing towards him and, like, on the floor and all this stuff, and at the very end... I'd kind of like get really close to him. And this one, we opened in Puerto Rico and we'd been doing it, like, you know, like for probably like we'd rehearsed a few times and maybe we'd done the show one other time. <laughs> and that night, he was just feeling it and he grabbed me and kissed me. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming out of it and I was supposed to, at the very end of the song, I'd come right up to him and then I grab his mic and it went to black. So he kissed me and I was like, and I started to walk off, and he was like, take the mic. I was like, thanks. <laughs> and I just remember I had a very quick change after that, and I was like kind of stumbled off like, what just happened? And sure enough, she <laughs> – I see – I'm like, where – my boots weren't where they're supposed to be. Like, my costume was everywhere. Like, and she was the person that helps you with a quick change. Uh, yeah. My boots were gone. My, like, my top was missing. It was all – and I was like, what is happening? And so then someone's like, your boots over here. I sprint to the other side of the stage, get my boots on, and like literally run up on a – Right before, like, the music starts, right? And so for the rest of the run, because my friend Gil, who was on, I was like, can you believe that? He was like, honey, that was Sabby. We started calling her Sabby because she <laughs> Sabby was Sabotage. And he said, that was Sabby. I love that story. <laughs> so See, that she one. will always be Sabotage. She will always be Sabotage. Sabby. Last one, I just have to ask you, from New York, this is a very serious question. Um, Gray's Papaya or Nathan's Hot Dog? Oh, Gray's Papaya. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like, Amen. Right. I'm like, can I jump in on this question with you? I'm like, come on. Oh, honey, as soon as I get home, I'm like, okay, 77 Broadway, <laughs> or I'm right. over by 8. You know, yeah. like, I'm Always just, consistent. I, I got to jump in and get it. Now, where can <laughs> yeah. your fans find you on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram? Uh, Nadine Ellis on Facebook, uh, at Nadine Ellis on Twitter, and on Instagram, at Diva Ellis. Diva. Diva. Courtney. Uh oh. Do you want to dance off real quick? Okay. You want to, I think we should do it. I think I don't know if I'm wearing the right. We're going to do a soft one. A soft one. We'll do a soft dance off. We're going to do a quick little dance off. Okay, we're watching. All right, ready? Thank 
you guys for letting us thank you, thank do the uh, dance off. I can't even get my earphones on. I'm so excited. I'm about to, I'm about to get my thriller dance on. No. I'm like, I'm not done. I'm not done yet. Okay, Courtney, where can your fans find you? On Twitter, at Stuart Starlet. At DJ Jesse J. <laughs> I'm Daryl Christian. You can find me not on a thriller video, but on at Daryl Christian at t- Facebook and Twitter. Be sure to tune in next week for Black Hollywood Live. <laughs> Portraits. We're gonna have Christoph St. John from ABC, or excuse me, from CBS's Young and Arrested. I'm so excited. I don't even know where I'm at anymore. Um, thank you guys. We had Nadine Ellis. She was unbelievable. Be sure to watch her on Tuesday nights at 10:30 on BET for Let's Stay Together, third season. Hey. Unbelievable. Hey. See you next week. <laughs> from producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Dario Kristen, and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network. If you have questions or comments, tweet us at BHL Online or email us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. For more exclusive content, visit blackhollywoodlive.com. This has been a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network. The views expressed here are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.